0: <laughs> oh man! But um, yes, I'm Eric, and this is my beautiful wife, Dr. Sakisha Heilig. We have been together, I say, about 27 years, and we've been married 23 years. And I tell people, man, we've been married three times. They're like, three times? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, to the to each other because we were in we were in college, and we decided to get married. So we got engaged two years we got married four years we just took our moms and we flew to the Bahamas and just our moms and I we eloped and got married we didn't tell anybody else and then we got married again after she graduated in her hometown you know, for the whole family. We had
1: to make it official so our fathers could know. You know, right. we we so were married for three years and our dads didn't know, so we were hiding shoes and clothes <laughs> everywhere. But that's a totally different story.
0: Yeah, and then the third time was after ten years of being married. We we were in Atlanta, Georgia, and we just renewed our vows. So that's why I said we got married three times. <laughs> so if you ask me about those different dates, I'm gonna tell you, um, I don't know. <laughs> I just remember the first one. As <laughs> long as you get the first one right, then I'm good then I'm Yes, good. <laughs> yes Well, I don't want to belong the time But, um, you know, we are, we're going to talk a little bit tonight about um, Well, we're only going to talk about one aspect of what we call the great divide in relationships uh, Which is communication, finance, and sex You know, we... We've done the research and we've also experienced the issues in that. And that's typically what causes relationships to to break up and fail. You know, whether you're, whether you're dating or if you're married. Because typically, we want daters to move towards marriage. And we don't want marriages to move towards divorce. So, those are the biggest issues. But tonight, we're going to focus on the finance piece. Now... What do you want to say? Well, I
1: was just going to say, you guys did such an amazing job on communication. Yes. We wanted to just touch a little bit on the finance part, and if... Hopefully it's okay with everyone with us being transparent tonight because in a couple, when you're married, you're going to experience challenges. A lot of times we're looking at people who are like, oh, they're so awesome, they're amazing. You don't know what's going on you behind the, the story. scenes. You don't know what they've gone through. You don't know, you know, the story behind the story. So we always, you know, encourage couples, you know, just, just be mindful and recognize that they, in order to get to where they are now, they have to start somewhere. You know, we're no different from anybody else. But we have learned a lot along the way, so we've been committed to sharing that information with other couples, so they don't have to necessarily start where we started
0: from. Right. If that makes sense. Yes, and I'll tell you, you know, um, we talked about finances. Uh, we thought we knew a little bit about finances when we graduated. I mean, I got an uh, MBA with a, you know, and that's a business degree. You would think you would know something about finances. I thought, right? Uh, but recently, we uh, we learned. Even more about finances so much that we got uh, licensed as financial services advisors um, in like about eight different states because what we did is we wanted to really share all those secrets that you know we didn't know and we want to make sure no everybody else knew these secrets of finances how to build and protect wealth um, and the thing is we want to make sure that everybody's able to overcome that great divide, communication, finance, and sex. Because I tell you this, being broke, it ain't easy, it ain't fun, <laughs> and it ain't desired. <laughs> now, we've
1: talking a lot about retraining your brain, so that's what we really want to hone in on tonight. Five simple strategies that you can start implementing tonight. To retrain your brain, retrain your mind when it comes to money and marriage. Because you know when your money is funny, it can impact all other parts of your relationship. The communication out the window because you're arguing and fussing and you're stressed. Yes. Then that spills over into the bedroom, to be completely honest, because you're frustrated. So for many of you that are here, you know, you might be you know, frustrated and struggling because you feel like there's more month than money. And for some couples, they might be feeling like, oh, my God, what did I do? We are complete opposite. I'm a saver. He's a spender. Mm. And we're, how can we find that happy balance, you know? And then for some of us, we might be like, look, I'm just sick, straight tied of Robin Peter to pay Paul. I need to figure out a way <laughs> to take control of my finances. And for other couples, they might be like us. We were overwhelmed. We were living paycheck to paycheck. Now, mind you, I was in in pharmacy. He's an engineer, but we had no idea, like he said, or no clue about what we really should do when we're when it comes to our finances, we got tired of hiding our car from the repo man. You know, we got tired of closing the blinds when people are knocking at your door because you're like, no, that's someone coming to serve me some papers about a bill. I'm not answering
0: the door. And then guess what? We don't answer the phone when it says unknown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I
1: mean, and to be honest, those are some of the things that are happening. Now don't get me wrong. I'm not speaking anything negative over a couple, but I but. do want to shed some light on what many couples may be experiencing when it comes to finances, you know, but some of you are in here, you're like, you know what, I'm just ready to win.
0: I'm
1: tired of all of this. I've, you know, I'm ready to bounce back from the loss of the pandemic, job loss. Losing family members, losing yeah. loved ones, not having to worry, how am I going to pay for college for my kids? Because I know I was one of those parents that's like, when the pandemic hit, I was like, hold up, hold up. Y'all know about Bright Futures Scholarship. I said, we need 10 more points for that certain scholarship. We're aiming for it. Y'all got to do something. <laughs> you know, because if you have to have everything lined up when it, when you're thinking about sending your kids to college for some people after this pandemic you know we got to get out of here we need to take a vacation but how
0: are we going to pay for it? Right. Now, was- let me let me give you a little background now. So we both came from middle-class families. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, we both came from families that ended up in divorce, too. Yeah. So, and then we didn't get a lot of training or teaching from our parents, especially about finances. All we knew is that we were going to go to college, get out, and get a good job. And the thing is, you know, when we got out, started making money, we was like, man, this is awesome. We were like, you make six figures, but make Man, why keisha do we still feel broke we make six figures you both make six figures, but why do we still feel broke? what's the deal with that we thought that hey man six figures we are ballin'. yeah
1: but the truth but the truth is as uh when we're in a couple, we're bringing our past experiences into that relationship. How one person sees and handles money may be something completely different from your partner. So one of the strategies that we recommend to all of our clients and our couples is, number one, have that, quote, unquote, that money conversation. So many times we shy away from conversations that we know we need to have. You know, you sweep that thing under the rug and then next thing you know you have a mountain because you've been trying to avoid it. But once you have that money conversation, you can start making a plan for your family and for your life. You get to respond instead of reacting to whatever happens in that situation. Because at least 22% of all divorces are a direct result of money challenges. So just imagine if we tackle that head on, have those conversations ahead of time. So yeah. you know your goals, you know your dreams, you know what works for you, work doesn't. Because I'll be transparent, we went through one of those phases where, hey, hubby got offered an amazing job. We left, we had to sell our house in Orlando. They were going to pay for it. We were going to buy a house in South Florida. They were going to pay for it. You know, all of these things. But I was thinking short term, so what did I do? Go and look at the most expensive house on the market, and my husband's like, "Nah, babe, let's get a townhouse." And I'm like, "Shoot, they're paying for it. This us get make you know,
0: when this. your wife is excited about something, you don't be like, "Okay, baby, okay, I tried to mention to baby, let's just buy a townhouse because you know yeah. we may not like over here in Boca Raton area, <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> didn't. which we did." And she told me, "I don't care what you do, take me back to Atlanta." <laughs> After about two years, she got tired of it, but yeah. but. The the point is, okay, conversations. Yeah. Now, really, we would like to get, you know, people before they get married, ultimately, to talk about, you know, your finances. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that communication aspect. It's key. You got to talk about those finances. You got to come together because a lot of times you don't know how much or what other people know about finances. So, we got to first have a conversation about, you know, your near future. So. First of all, I mean, in communication, do you want to have kids? Okay, yes. Okay, how many, right? So maybe two. Now we got to talk about, well, how are we going to get them to college? Right, (laughs) you know they gonna want cars. They want they want to buy a a a home after they graduate from college. Right, and you really, you know, you really want the best for them. Right, and so these are some of the seekers that we didn't know about, and we had an opportunity way when they were younger. To really start working on their financial future but we found out later we were still able to implement some of these products but here's one thing that I wanted to give you a tip on is okay so we're having a baby yes we all excited congratulations well I love this baby so much I want the best for him let me put something that's going to secure their financial future for the rest of life this is something that will give you three benefits Right number one is it's called living benefits, and number two is accruing in value cash value and number three, and it also if something happens, it's going to be finances to take care of their family but number one by the time they get to age. 16 or 17, when it's time to go to uh, college, right? Everybody thinks about, well, man, oh, I got to say, put some savings uh, aside to, you know, pay for their college education. Well, we got to get a bunch of scholarships. Well, you know, you got something to secure their future because, you know, not the time they turn 16, you could go into this product and pull out tax-free income, 60, 80, or 100 thousand dollars, and pay for their their, their education totally free pay for it, with no taxes or implications into it. And then when they graduate, they're going to say, Dad, I want to buy uh, a new house, right? So go back into this product, pull out this money tax-free, and hey, depending on what they want to buy, you know, if it's like a townhouse, or something, you can pay cash for the townhouse. Tax-free money, or they can put a down payment on a huge home.
1: Now, they has to be huge,
0: though. That's something to be, to be mindful of. They've I be mindful of their finances especially my daughter, I don't, I, I, she don't like anything small.
1: <laughs>
0: but now, so she's ready to retire right at age, say, 60 or 55, right? She can go back into that same product and have about a million two or sometimes two million dollars she set for the rest of her retirement. She can retire early and got all this money, all because mommy and daddy set her financial future in place. Now, if she ever gets sick, she can dig into that money and pull out the money tax-free and take care of all her bills, pay you know pay her medical bills, and whether she owns a home, she can go in and pull into it. This is something we didn't know about. Yeah. Everybody said, well, oh, I got life insurance term, right? And what you're doing is you're giving money to the insurance company, not no cash value or anything. You get sick or something, you need to pull money, you can't get it. The only way you get it is you die. It's called a death benefit. So, you know, we didn't know anything about it. These are the secrets because they're secret because we didn't know about it. You know, so that's just an example of a conversation Mm -hmm. that we need to have. Keisha?
1: Absolutely. And that leads me to one of the second points, just making sure that the two of you have a conversation and you decide what money management system is going to work best for you. Some people, they swear by Dave Ramsey with the envelopes and paying everything off in cash. Some people... And this is what we found that in a couple. This is not for our household, but there's mine, yours, and ours. And that's how they have to work on their finances because of their spouse's behaviors, you know, spending habits, or their thought patterns in regards to finances. Now, for us, we have our joint account, which pays for your bills in the house. Then you also can have those small discretionary accounts where the two of you decide if that's what you choose to do, to have little money, so for me as a woman, when Bath & Body Works goes on sale, I don't want any issues. <laughs> I want to be able to slide my card, but then we also have that understanding that, hey, if something ever happens, that's one of the first places we're going to cut is that discretionary fund. Mm-hmm. Now, if you already have that mindset, if you retrain retrained your mind to prioritize what's important to try taking care of your family, that's going to be an amazing tool because if not, you're constantly playing this tug of war with your finances. So the two of you need to determine what system is going to work best for you. For some people, it's his money and my money. We split things in half. We're not telling a couple what to do. We do ours. This is the household bill. We take care of it. Here, you can just have X number of dollars a month and I have this and that's for whatever we want, and he wants shoes or something, as long as it's not impacting the bills. You know. Right. Anything over a certain amount, we got to discuss, if not, you're constantly going in the red every month, so you're going, you have a negative in your bank account, your communication, that's going to be off the charts
0: because you start operating at high emotions and low intelligence. Oh, now, if your emotions get too high, you have no intelligence. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And that's something that couples have to learn. How do you control, you know, how do you respond when your spouse does something with the finances that you don't agree with? That's something you have to have in mind because we think that, oh, this person's perfect. Okay, we made a mistake. How do we handle that? How are you planning for those unexpected expenses, a tire blowing out? You know, kids need new clothes. Something happens. You have to plan for those unexpected expenses to make sure that you're not back to robbing Peter to pay Paul. Because that can be frustrating and take its toll on a marriage,
0: right? So you know what? It's something very simple. Like I said, you know, I went to business school learned all about that. We're both entrepreneurs. But it don't take all that, all these formulas and stuff. You know what? It's simple. If your outcome is more than your income... You got to go on the B word, right? Budget. Budget. Here's the thing. Your budget is telling where your money goes, right? Instead of wondering where it went.
1: Because that's a huge challenge that with many of the couples that we that we deal with. They're they're like, I'm looking at the account every month and it's negative. You know, that coffee every day adds up. You know, those shoes, those sneaking and buying Bath and body works. I've learned to be able to address my challenges head on. Oh,
0: (laughs) now we got to talk about the Amazon packages, right? Let's not
1: talk about the Amazon packages. I was like, wait a minute, where are these
0: Amazon packages coming from?
1: It's blaming on the quarantine. (laughs) Okay. Blame it on the
0: quarantine. Blame it on the quarantine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But that's happening in, households literally our phone was blowing up with couples that were stressed because it's like the husbands are like she lost her mind every time i turn around this amazon package is coming to the house they were getting out of winning with their budget what they decided so you can't allow what's going on around you to impact what's going on inside right. the two of you so you have to be mindful about that you know uh, there are a lot of people on the call that are business owners mm mm-hmm.
0: here's the thing with that when it comes to the separate accounts, right, because you still have that level of trust, yeah. right, and you got to have communication, right, and open and honesty, because if you have a separate account and the other person don't know about it and, you break, and they find out about it, you break their trust. So what we do is we have separate accounts that we're both on, we both have access to. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I can't get to your money or you can't get to, you know, it's not like that. But we designate that that account. Oh, that's my wife's account that she go and you do whatever she wants to, mm-hmm. and she's not hiding anything from me. I know, okay, she gonna go to get her nails done, get her hair done, you know, pedicure and all that. It's cool. And then for me, I don't really buy too much, but I, I really, okay, I don't. <laughs> I buy, like, well, actually, I do a lot of investing. I take that money and yeah. invest into the crypto, yeah. and that's, that's something else, too. We could talk about. We actually have a financial seminar, we can actually talk about that later. But, you know, when I invest into the into to the binary, the cryptocurrency, the Forex, you know. But and so his own little
1: account that. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So I have my own little crowd that I do a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, yeah, that's, that's when it comes to those accounts. But what you do, you do have that, that account um, that you put your core information, just reiterating what my wife is saying. This account pays your core bills, mm-hmm. your mortgage, your car notes, you know, your health insurance, you know, your life insurance, all those things, you know, you make sure you have that and that money stays put. And then also, of course, you have your savings account, you know, and that savings account could be your investment account or it could be your insurance account that accrues in value. You know, then you have other investments accounts, you know, like what we were talking about. So you really have to you talk about it planet because like I said we, I was just telling you a little bit about securing your kids future but then we can also secure each other's future we got to talk about you know traveling right we want to go on vacations and when you want to go on vacation you know you say you work hard you want to what
1: you want to play hard
0: exactly
1: but we were that couple we had to realize we how we had to retrain our minds because we found ourselves at a point where we saved the money, we took the kids to Disney. Now, we got the hotel, but we didn't have enough money for the tickets, so we oh, told yeah, the kids, look, you're really going to free stuff. <laughs> but we had to make up in our mind that that's not how we wanted to live exactly. for the rest of our lives. So we yes. had to make decisions based on the long-term effects and not just short-term. <laughs> so that's kind of one of our fourth points, just make sure that you have a solid plan for retirement in place. You know, a lot of people, you get your 401k at your job. Awesome. But let's look at it. I was in the healthcare industry for 20 years. That was my plan to, you know, to send in the ranks, be doing amazing. And a couple years ago, I unexpectedly started having health challenges where I could not return to my job as a, an, in healthcare. Right. So that's a six-figure income gone. But let's be mindful of that. That didn't mean the six-figure bills disappeared. They were right. still there. So we had to learn to you know, redo everything in regards to having a long-term plan. Many couples are living in the immediate and the now. I want this house, I want this car. That's great. Well, what if something happens? What if a job loss occurs? What if a health challenge occurs so I could no longer make, you know, bring in a certain amount of money? So you need to think about establishing long term. So that's our fourth point for you as a couple. You know, what am I gonna do? Okay, what if something happens to my company and i don't have this job anymore what am i going to do for retirement right so that's and also why your protection. we have a team now about 17 agents and we're licensed in eight different states where we help couples build and protect wealth, help them develop a solid financial future so you're not that couple like us and like we got our kids to disney we just couldn't get them inside of disney you know and as parents, that yeah. was
0: frustrating. That you was know? the first time. Trying
1: to entertain kids. And right. like, Mommy, why can't we go in the park? And I'm like, oh no, it's too many people here. It's too crowded this weekend. We're just going to go over here by the campfire. That can be very discouraging as a parent. Yes. But had we made different plans earlier, that we could have avoided some of those things.
0: Now, just a little background. like For me, my parents were both uh, school teachers. So every summer, we'd always go traveling because they had the whole summer off. So, And then my my father, he had a camper. We would always go camping up the uh, West Coast, East Coast, just go camping every summer. So I traveled a lot. She never been anywhere. Now, we ended up moving... We ended up moving and living right behind Disney. It's our backyard, right? And so when when we when we got married, we had kids. I said, well, hey, I want to take you guys to Disney and show you all the things that I used to go to all the time as a child. But at that time, we were not, we didn't know the secrets to financing, right? So when we looked it up, because we, we did a staycation. We literally get in our car, go around the corner, check into the Disney hotels right on the property. and then. But those Disney hotels cost an arm and a leg. And toes too, so I, I didn't plan for it, but I was like, I wanted to do this, and I didn't want to be like, oh, we ain't got no money to go. But so I tried to, I mean, scared my teeth. We paid enough for the hotel, and it was one of those nice ones, the Wilderness resorts So they had the bunk beds and everything. So the kids were happy with just with the bunk bed. You know, they're young, right? They like what four and eight, you know, and, and so they don't know no difference, right? So they had fun of bumping on the jumping on the bunk beds and stuff. And I was like, oh man, I really want to take. Yeah, the need tickets It's yeah. right so we was like, oh, they got a, a movie theater out, and it's free. You know, they have movies on the, by, the, by, the, by the water. So we went down there and let them watch the movies, and they said, oh, you can toast marshmallows. I was like, is it free? Yeah. So we down there toasting marshmallows. <laughs> and then we paid. We had the money to pay for them to go on a, um, a carriage ride, yeah. so yeah. we did that. But now, needless to say, when we found out, we started coming together on our finances. We bought the annual passes, and then things changed. We We go to Disney all the time, you know, and then we put monies aside for that and it doesn't take away from our core money. And so now we planned and so now we were able to do those things that we really enjoy, you know, um, and travel all the time. Now I want to touch upon, I know we're off the script a little bit, but she mentioned the 401K. Now this is something that everybody probably didn't know. Right about their 401k, because it's not about how much money you make; it's about how much money you keep. Right. So we have the person who, because nowadays, it's hard to keep a a job at one company for 10, 20, 30 years, you know? Um, But the person, you have a tale of two brothers. Can I tell the tale of two brothers? I'll make it quick. So you got brother number one and brother number two. Brother number one has his, he's working in corporate America. He has his 401k job, uh, his 401k. He has his life insurance, which is a term, life insurance, for 30 years, right? So so he's gotten his money. His money is a accruing and accruing let's say he got over a hundred thousand dollars right thirty years from now, and then above t- uh, the number two, he doesn't have a attorney he has a permanent life insurance that accrues in value, so in thirty years, his term life insurance elapsed, and he's getting ready to retire so let's say we just keep it at a hundred thousand dollars for for simple math. So the other brother, his his money accrues at a hundred thousand and his accrues at a hundred thousand. Now he's ready to retire. He wants to pull out his money. Well, in order to do that on his four one K, he has to pay taxes. So if it's either twenty five, thirty percent, and now it's probably good, you know, based on your president, it may be forty percent. So his hundred thousand dollars just drops to seventy or sixty thousand dollars. Right? Brother number two he goes and pulls out his money. He pays no taxes. He got $100,000. He got $30,000, $40,000 more than brother number one. Also, he has permanent life insurance. So if something happened to him, his family is, is, is protected. Brother number two, his term life insurance, it'll it, it last in 30 years. He put all that money in there. He gets no money. His family gets no money. She's up the creek. We didn't know about that until we learned. That's one of the secrets of of money. Now, also, if something happens, he's sick, terminal critical, chronic um, uh, sickness, he can't do anything. He has to rely on his health insurance. But but if he's on a long-term disability, he's only getting 60% of his income. He can't pay his bills that way. Brother number two, oh, I'm going to pull out my money out of my my life insurance policy, pull out $50,000, $60,000, he's able to pay his bills and life goes on. These are something that that you have to think about and plan, you know, for protecting your family.
1: Yeah, and what I do want to do, I want to circle back around because we talked about a couple things, but there's one thing that we we didn't really talk about, and it's just a reminder to couples out there that you need to have a plan in place for your marriage, but you should have monthly goals and yearly goals. Because sometimes we're so focused on the immediate, we don't think about the long term. So in addition to the things that we talked about, number one, just having that money conversation. Number two, just making sure that you guys decide what kind of money management system you're going to use. Number three, is just making sure that you have both monthly goals and yearly goals for your finances. You know how we, how my, my husband and I talked about the B word, but a lot of times we're talking about budgeting as in month to month. But we have to look at the end of the year. Where do we want to be at the end of the year? Right. As well, what's our goal to accomplish? Because we know things may happen. But what's your long-term goal? Because if you have that long-term goal, that's going to help you stay track on these short-term goals. Because ultimately, you know, people laugh at us when well, we, you know, we rented this really, really small um, townhouse, but mm-hmm. we we're like, no, 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 our long-term goal, we were, our goal was to live here. We knew how much money we needed to save, so right. that means we had to cut, and we had to do that on a regular basis. Look at your bills. Hey, you know, no, we don't need Disney Plus. No, you know, start getting rid of some of those auto damage that you like, budget. oh, I have some money, and you get ready to do something, and dang, it hit my account again. Yep. All these unexpected expenses. So you go through that on a monthly basis making sure you're checking okay is this lining up wait a minute where did this one come from you know so you have some of those debits that come what every 90 days or something like that yeah. and you're like hold up wait where a did that come I plan- from i had yeah. other plans for that so just make mm-hmm. sure you're holding yourselves accountable not only on a monthly basis but on a yearly basis so you have both short-term goals and long-term
0: goals. Short-term investments and long-term investments. So, uh, and I, we've talked with people um, who make a lot of money in investments with cryptocurrency and, and, and as such, and they're like, oh, man, I'm good. I was like, okay, yeah, but you make a lot of money, but you've got to pay taxes on that. So where can you put that money where it continues to grow and you can keep some of that money? You know, investment, the way you invest, you can have short-term investments long-term investments. But it still comes down to not how much you make, but how much you keep. keep. Yeah. So you got
1: to make sure you have this conversation. So that fourth one is just making sure that you have a solid uh, plan for retirement. And the last one is just... Just make sure you have you retrain your brain to be a, that a mindset of a winner. Meaning that you want when you're winning, there's no competition right. the two of you guys. You're complementing one another. You want to win as a team. What's the ultimate goal? Because I have one. I use myself as an example all the time. If I would have stayed with one path, I was depending on my salary as a pharmacist. That was taken care. That was taken away from me. I couldn't do that anymore because of health challenges. So when you think about that, I've been praying, God, we've been working with couples, but my schedule is so sporadic because we're working every other weekend. And 13-hour days, I'm like, I'm not doing a service to the client. I want to be able to show up for them consistently. And then, you know, God starts telling you, you know what, you start getting that. You know, what? I need to shift. It's about time for my season in this area to end. And I'll be the the one to say, hey, I was disobedient in that area. God was telling me it's about time for you to leave. And I'm like, no, no, no. You see that bill? (laughs) I didn't want to let go. I was just like, look, this salary is, you know, God, you know, you haven't shown me how you're going to replace it. So right now I'm going to hold on to this. It was impacting my health. It was impacting my marriage. I was in and out of the hospital oh, all God. the time. Man. I mean, literally, I see people and they're looking like, Down, you back here again? Yes, I was having those, you know, challenges, but I didn't want to let go. But then God's like, look, I'm cutting this off completely. Now Farmers, you have to totally rely on me. So yes. I teach our couples to start to develop multiple streams of income. Multiple. If you have your silent investor, your day job, that's awesome. But then also think about some backup, um, some backup opportunities, such that if something should happen, mm-hmm. guess what? You still have streams of income coming in. No, none of us anticipated the pandemic. Right. None of us anticipated these six-figure jobs no longer being guaranteed. Companies laying people off.
0: Exactly. Yes.
1: All right. So we have those like calls once a week, and we we share financial yes. education tips with people, like 30 minutes, it's a free call to help them understand what are the other opportunities that's available for them to generate
0: multiple streams of income. I want to piggyback off of what Oscar was talking about earlier. He was talking about the mindset, changing your mind. Well, you know what? A lot of times, because you know, um, as couples, Right, we have two different individuals. They come from two different families, grew up in two different households where there was either two family household, two parent household, or one family household. Right, and they they have two ways of looking at life. They have two ways. When they come together, it's a clash of the of the worlds. You know how to say the worlds collide? They collide, and uh, you got two different perspectives on finance. Right.
1: Yes, totally. <laughs> our our perspectives were totally different. His parents kind of they they were teachers. They were on a budget. My I grew up with my mom, a single mom, so she had multiple jobs. She was a professor. She sold real estate. She sold insurance. She gave workshops. And my dad was a retired warden at Rikers Island. So for us finances, that was never an issue.
0: And so never when we talked come about together, it. we just know it came.
1: And we just know, okay, the money's there, you spend it. Because right. I was not held accountable to a budget when I was younger. But then I get with him, and he's like, wait a minute. You know, do you see all these bills coming in? <laughs> discover saying you're ninety days late. He's like, You don't have the money? I'm like, Yeah, I have the money, I'm just not giving it to them You know. <laughs> but that was that was my mindset.
0: I had You'll a teach her about finances and paying yeah. bills for her credit score and all. But what what yeah. I'm getting to is is if the mindset changed. Absolutely. So what I grew up looking at and hearing about what what how to you know when I see them making money, right, it's different now, different ways. We grew up, we just knew we had to go to college, and we're going to get a good job, right? Now, as an entrepreneur, didn't really know about that, but now there are new ways, so we got to get out of that tunnel vision of what, this is how you make money. I only know how to do this, and that's it. we got to get outside of that box, learn about investments, Learn about insurances. Learn about retirement annuities. Learn about cryptocurrency, binary uh, uh, investments. You know, for, foreign exchange. You got to learn. You got to break that mind. We're all smart people, but as you mentioned earlier, we just lazy. We don't want to learn anything new. We want to do the same thing. We're a creature of habits. Want to do the same thing over and over. You no, know, we gotta. We gotta move with the time, because you know horses and buggies were a good uh, uh, way of, 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 of transportation, but now we. Gotta Cost, you know, (laughs) so now we, you know, getting a good job um, before was great, um, but now there's other ways of making a a, a super wealthy money. I mean, really, your your mindset has to change. We have to think about, you know, the paycheck to paycheck to wow, I can retire my parents, I can, I no longer have to work. My wife don't have to work anymore. I don't have to work anymore. That kind of income, that kind of wealth, to the point where we can leverage other people's money. You know, when we get ready to retire, right, so every dollar I put into my investment account, I get $3 from the bank. You ever heard of that? Leveraging a bank's account. So if I put in $50,000, the bank will match my $50,000. I got $100,000 for five years, Right? So I got how much? I got $500,000 going into my retirement account. So year five, year 10, I don't have to put any more money in. The bank puts in $100,000 a year for five years. So that's $500,000. I got a million dollars going into my retirement account. So when I get ready to retire... Uh, guess what? I got lifetime income tax-free, so I can pull out $115,000 the rest of my life tax-free. If something happened to me, my family gets $2 million. If I get sick, I can pull a couple million dollars out and then have fun and do whatever I want to. For the rest of my life, I retire, say, 55 and or 56. Boom, I'm taking care. I'll have to work another day in my life I get one hundred sixteen thousand dollars it's not happening to me. My, my, my family is wealthy. They got $2 million. That's how you build, protect your wealth, and make sure your family is is, is well taken care for the rest of your life. Living the lifestyle that you should be and ought to be doing. But if a mindset changes... Sometimes we get the information Of how to build and protect wealth But we're so scared uh, Because we don't know about it We don't want to try it We don't want to try to go educate ourselves That's why we have seminars to educate Empower and encourage you To build and protect wealth Not only for your generation But your future generation The word says that We must leave money A good man leaves money for his family His next generation We're too scared I'm gonna paycheck. Got enough money to pay my bills, and that's it. I'm gonna live off my little pension, and that's it. My father, my father, 86
1: years old.